Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Jar. My name's Chris, and we're so glad that you chose to hang out with us today. A little over a month, or a little over a year ago, uh, my life was a hot mess. I mean, I was wiggity, wiggity whack. It was just bad. Uh, first of all, there was a huge relationship mess. My oldest daughter, uh, Jordan, had uh, been battling some migraine so bad that she actually uh, had to get a neurological assessment, and we're still battling this again and again and again. My youngest daughter, Shiloh, had an overwhelming fear of school and sickness and relationships, and she was over the top. And then my wife, to top it all, she actually uh, was struggling with heart palpitations. And the more that she would have these heart palpitations, the more that she would actually have anxiety. And it created this cycle, and my relationship world was a hot mess. Then on top of that, my work world was a hot mess. A little over a year ago, both our student ministry director and our JAR Kids director resigned in less than a month of each other. And just shortly after that, our operations pastor had a stroke and was not able to work. Within a month's period of time, we actually lost three staff people and my work world was a hot mess. Now, Just imagine that if your relationship world is a hot mess and your work world is a hot mess, what do you think that does to your emotional world? Hot mess! I mean, I was over the top all the way to the roof with anxiety and stress. I wasn't sleeping well. Things were not good in my mind at all. And what happened was I chose to default back to some toxic thoughts that had challenged me several years ago. You see, several years ago, there were toxic thoughts that came into my mind that paralyzed me. And it was so bad that these were the thoughts. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not strong enough. All of this is your fault. You're not going to be able to get out of this. And those thoughts last year from my past started coming in again and again and again. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been there before? Have you ever been in a hot mess season of your life? Maybe in your relationships Maybe in your work world, maybe in your emotional life, maybe the trifecta like me. Have you ever had toxic thoughts that simply consumed your mind? Maybe today you're sitting there and you wouldn't tell anybody, but the truth is you're on the hot mess express right now. There is all kinds of hot messes going everywhere in your life. Well, today I want to talk to you about toxic thoughts and how they can lead us to a hot mess. Because your mind is a very powerful thing. In fact, this kind of leads us to our big idea this morning. And for those of you that are on the stream, we're so glad that you are. But this will be your first fill on the app. And here is our big idea this morning. It's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. For those of you on the stream, you might type that in the chat section right now. It's a thought that counts. 
Now, for everyone here in the auditorium, what I'd like you to do is turn to the person beside you and just tell them right now, wake them up if you have to, and just tell them, it's the thought that counts. Go ahead, tell them. Well, God must have known that you and I would struggle with toxic thoughts, and so uh, he realized that it would create hot messes in our lives. And so he dedicated one book of the Bible that deals with wise sayings of helping us to overcome our toxic thoughts. The name of the Bible, or the book in the Bible, is called Proverbs. It's kind of right in the middle of the Bible, and it's in the Old Testament. And there's a guy by the name of Solomon who wrote it. He was considered the wisest man in all of the Bible outside of Jesus. And what it gives to us are multiple wise sayings to help us with our thought world of how we can get better in our thought life. In Proverbs 4.23, this is just one of the Proverbs, it says this, Be careful how you think your life is shaped by your, what's the last word? Yeah, your, your life is shaped by your thoughts. Spiritually speaking, folks, your mind is the most vulnerable organ in your body. Because it is out of your thoughts that drives your life. So we're going to learn today how to be careful and not allow our toxic thoughts to control us. Another proverb says this in Proverbs 23, 7. For as a person thinks in their heart, so they are. When it comes to you and where you're going, and when it comes to me and where I'm going, it's all about our thoughts. And as you think, you become. If you think you can't, you probably what? Won't. And if you believe in Christ that you can, then you probably will. If you're always dwelling on your problems, the truth is your problems will overwhelm you. They'll choke you out. Because folks, almost every battle you experience is either won or lost in the mind. Every battle that you experience in your life is either won or lost in the mind. So, what do we do with our toxic thoughts when they attempt to control us? What do we need to do? Well, the first thing is this. This is your next fill-in. And it is that we are to identify them and reject them. We identify our thoughts and then we choose to reject them. Now, I think there are about four different categories of toxic thoughts that you and I have a tendency to get sucked into. In fact, what I want you to do is, as we go through these next four, I want you to check which of these four is probably the dominant toxic thought that you struggle with. Now, the first thought that we're going to look at is negative thoughts. Negative thoughts. That's where I was about a year ago. Everything in my relational world, work world, emotional world was a mess. And I started getting negative. And those thoughts came to my mind. You know what? You're not good enough. You're never going to be able to measure up. You can't get through this, Chris. This is it. 
Or maybe for some of you, it's like this. I just give and I give and I give. And it just seems like my family just takes and takes and takes. And you start getting negative about everybody else that is in your relational world. So be real honest right now. If that's one for you, go ahead and check that. Are negative thoughts something, don't look at anyone's paper, okay, eyes on your own paper, but check that or on the app that you can go ahead and do that as well. Now, the next area is fearful thoughts. Fearful thoughts. Now, it's very easy to become fearful in our world today, isn't it? I mean, just think about it. If you think about the economy, it makes us fearful. Think about the war in Israel right now. If you think about a, a couple of months ago, that wasn't even on any of our radars. And now it's like right front of our face. And we're having to think about that. And I pray that you would be praying for Israel in that whole conflict, that God's peace would come to the Middle East. And we think about Hamas and Hezbollah, those kind of terrorist things. That's easy to be fearful of. Child abductions, kids sexting, school shootings. And maybe for you, it's like, well, hey, I wasn't even fearful until you brought all that up, Bunch. But now I am, you know. Uh, But for some of you, maybe it's more personal. For you, it's, you know what, I could lose my job. What would happen with that? My significant other could leave me. Someone could break in and maybe take something from our house. Our house could catch on fire. Or maybe you worry big time about your kids. Here's how much of a hot mess I am. Uh, Many times, Jennifer and I are away from each other. And when we are, she'll be driving in her car. And I'll call her and she doesn't answer. And that freaks me out a little bit. And I get a little fearful, like maybe something's happened. So I'll text her. Well, you're not supposed to text and drive. So she tells me that. So I call again and she still doesn't answer. And I call and I'm like, you even have one of those fancy cars where you just have to push one button and like it comes on and you can talk to me and you don't do that. And all of a sudden, these are fearful thoughts that come into my mind. She's been abducted. That's what's happened. Someone abducted her or you know what? She's been in a wreck or my word, she's died. I'm going to have to do her funeral. I mean, I'm going to have to do her... And then after her funeral, I mean, who wants to marry me? Like, who else would ever, like, put up with me? I'm a difficult person to get along with sometimes. Like, like, and all of a sudden, I know it's insane. I know it doesn't make sense. But sometimes fearful thoughts like that come to my mind. A third category is discontented thoughts. Discontented thoughts. These are thoughts like, I don't like my body. I'm not attractive. I hate this part of who I am. I hate the way that I look. And all of a sudden, body shaming can come big time to each one of us. I can't be happy unless I'm dating someone else. I'll never be happy unless I'm married. Or, you know what? I'm married, but I think I married the wrong person. I mean, when I compare my husband to these other guys, they're so much better. Like they provide better and they are more of a spiritual leader than mine. Or how about my wife? My wife. I wish my wife would not nag all the time. Just nag, 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 nag. Now don't elbow anybody and nobody say amen. Don't do it, people. 
Or, you know what, we would just be happy if we had kids. If we had kids, everything would be great. Or, I wish I had different kids. You know, or sometimes it's kind of like, you know what, uh, these kids are driving me crazy. Or I wish I had a better job. Or I wish I had a nicer home. Or I wish I had a newer car. So how many of you would say right now, you know what, for me it's discontented thoughts. That's what I do. I have discontented thoughts. So for you so far, you've got three to think about. What does it that consumes your mind that can be most toxic? Is it negative? Is it fearful or discontented? And then kind of a fourth category, and this is one that we all can fall into, critical thoughts. All of us can become extremely, extremely critical. Each of us can do that. For example, I've seen it before because I've seen the eye stares of somebody. A woman walks into a public place and she's like, "Mm," and everybody like all these women look at her like, who does she think she is acting all that fly girl and all this kind of stuff? What's up with her? Or I've seen it before with guys. A guy will say something. They're like, why did he say that? I can't believe anyone would ever, ever say that. I just don't get it. And we become critical like that. How many of you know someone critical like that? Raise your hand. Who knows somebody like that? Now look, just by you raising your hand, guess what you're doing to that person? (laughs) Caught you, didn't I? Yeah, now you're being critical, right? And it's so easy for you and I to do this. We can go and say, I don't like these people, or I don't like this place. Or you walk into your workplace and you're like, I work with a bunch of idiots. I mean, this place would not even function if it were not for me. All these people are just a bunch of idiots. That's what they are. And we can become so very, very, very critical. So... When you think of those four things, which of those areas of toxic thoughts, of thoughts that create a hot mess, would you say, yep, this is the one that's the dominant one for me? And the truth is, is that your thoughts are your choice. Like I said earlier, when it comes to you and where you're going and where where I'm at and where I'm going, it all starts with the mind. We choose our thoughts. I mean, if you want to find something negative, you can find it, right? Like it's easy to be able to do that. Or or you can find something positive and good. If you want to find something to be fearful about, you absolutely can do that. Or you can choose a faith-filled life that chooses to trust God. If you want to be discontented, you can be easily discontented about any comparison in your life. The, the way that you look, the, what you have, any of that. Or you could say, thank you, God, for the blessings that I have. Where I'm at right now, I'm grateful for that. And if you want to find something to be critical about, you can in fact, I have no doubt that some of you are here maybe for the first time or you've, or you're, you've watched me so far and you're criticizing me right now. Don't worry about it. I've already criticized myself enough, okay? Uh, I don't need any more. But, but we have a tendency to do that. It's easy to do. Or you could actually give someone some grace. You could actually tell the other person, you know what? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Folks, it, is, it, it truly is true that whatever you want to find, you can find what you're looking for. 
So whenever it comes to negative or fearful or discontented or critical thoughts, this is what we want to do. We want to identify them and then reject them. We want to identify them and then reject them. There's a guy in the Bible uh, by the name of Jeremiah who was a prophet, a person who spoke on behalf of God. God chose him, and in the midst of his life, he really wanted to not have toxic thoughts, even though there were many challenges in his life. And he gives kind of a violent description of what he wants God to do when he has these thoughts. In Jeremiah chapter 12, he says this, Yet you know me, Lord, you see me, and test my thoughts about you. Basically, he's saying, God, if there's anything in my life, anything in my life at all that is inconsistent with your character or with your nature, I want you to take care of it. This is what I want you to do, God, on how to take care of it. This is what I want you to do. I want you to drag them off like sheep to be butchered, set them apart for the day of slaughter. Now, he says, God, any toxic thought that I have, drag them off and slaughter them. And the negative thoughts that might enter my mind that is inconsistent with your truth, I will reject them and I'll choose not to meditate on them. Slaughter those thoughts, God, slaughter them because I know that as a person thinks in their heart, so they are. So after we identify and after we reject whatever those thoughts are, the second thing that we want to do is we actually want to replace them with God's truth. We want to replace them with God's truth. We're going to reject them and then we're going to replace them with God's truth. Now, Maybe no human being uh, was better at mastering his thought life than a guy in the Bible by the name of Paul. Uh, Paul was a guy who wrote close to half of the New Testament and was considered one of Jesus' closest followers. And he fought hard for the battle in his mind, even though most of his life was spent in prison. Think about that. Most of his life, he's in prison regularly, and yet he wants to have a mind that is honoring God. And while he's in a Roman jail, and he wrote a letter to a group of people in Philippi, which is in present day uh, Greece, and this is what he said. So he's in jail, and you think at the end of this, what he'll do is he'll just kind of uh, go off and say, this is horrible, but let's look at what he says. He says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. And again, it's surprising what he doesn't say. He doesn't say, I'm hurting, I'm discouraged, I'm ticked off. I can't believe that God hasn't come and gotten me out of the slammer yet. No, rather he says this, fix your thoughts. Let's all say that out loud, those three words together. One, two, three, fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Think about these things. 
Hear what Paul is saying. If there is one thing that I could tell you, if there's one thing that I don't want you to forget, it's this. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts. Meditate on these thoughts of God's truth. Fix your thoughts on God's truth. Now, why is it? Why is it that Paul is so adamant about you and I fixing our thoughts on God's truth? Why is that? Because your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Let me say that again. You, the person that's sitting in your seat right now, the person that's on the stream where you're at, your life, whether you believe it or not, is always moving where the direction of your strongest thoughts. Folks, if a thought comes into your mind, it actually comes into your life. You cannot have a positive life when you have negative thoughts. So how do you train your mind? How do we do this? Well, training your mind, folks, is a lot like training your body. For example, if I go to the gym and I start working on curls, what am I doing? I'm training my biceps, right? That's what I'm doing. I'm training my biceps. Now, as you can tell, I have not trained my biceps in quite a while, have I? I mean, look at that thing. That is bad. My 14-year-old daughter has bigger biceps than me. You know what I mean? It's just bad, bad, bad. That's the way that it goes. But it's not just about what we do with our body. It's about what we put into our body. What we eat, what we drink, all those things affect our body. And the same is true with your mind. It's not just what you do with your mind, but what is it that you are putting into your mind? Folks, it's so ironic that people will say, well, I want to have a healthy mind. I want to be a godly person. But what is it that you're putting in your mind? It's true. That to have a God-centered, healthy mind, it's not just about what you do with your mind, but it's about what you put into it. So what I've been trying to do over the past uh, 10 years or so is to train my brain to focus and to meditate on God's truth. And last year, when all the crazy happened in my life, what I did was I started training on God's truth. And I do that through this book. Now, This book is not a book to beat you down and that you can't understand it and to put you down, but it's actually God's love letter to you. It's a letter that says, this is the most powerful tool that you can have to change your mind and to have it, especially when it's hidden in your heart. David, the greatest king of the Old Testament, tried to replace his toxic thoughts and he said this, he said, I have hidden your word in my heart. I have hidden your word in my heart. This is about memorizing something within this so that it is hidden in your heart when there's not a Bible around, when there's not something that is present. It can be hidden in your heart. Several years ago, before kids, I hit probably the hottest mess of my life. I just recently left the church that I pastored for five years and I moved to this community and I was by myself and I was all alone and 
soon I started having some huge anxiety. So much so that I began to start having panic attacks to where I would wake up in the morning over a toilet with dry heaves, not being able to get anything out. And it happened for 40 days and 40 nights. No kidding. Same, same thing as scripture. And I was so overwhelmed that finally my wife came in and she said, Chris, you've got to get help. And so I did. I, I got some counseling and I even went on medication for a period of time. But the one thing that I kept thinking was when all of this kind of settles down, what am I going to have in my life that goes long term? And what I did was I started to choose to memorize small scriptures one a week, trying to take something small that I could put in my mind. And I've continued to do this for years and years and years since the church started. And not so that I can be more spiritual than someone else, not so that I get the orange star, you know, on the little chart, but so that when I'm tempted to have toxic thoughts, I have other things that I can place in them and I can reject the toxic thought and I can replace it with God's truth. Now, maybe some of you are thinking right now, Chris, you know, I battle some toxic thoughts too. And sometimes they can be so overwhelming that they can almost be paralyzing. Well, if you're there, if those of you that are on the stream, if you're there, there's good news. And the good news is you're not alone. Statistically, they tell us that before COVID, 19% of all Americans were struggling with some type of mental health. When COVID hit, we all went up to about 47%, about Every other person you saw was dealing with some kind of anxiety, depression, fear in some way. Now you would think, well, now that, you know, COVID has diminished and we have a vaccine and so many other things, that mental health would go back down to that 19%. That's not what has happened. Today, 36% of all Americans are dealing with some diagnosable mental health challenge. In other words, if you count down your row, one, two, three, that third person is dealing with something. And so we've understood this as a church, and what we want to do is provide an opportunity where you can go and get some healing. In your program, there's a little card that looks like this that says Abundant Hope. And we have a, a huge gift of a Christian woman in our church who is a counselor, who has decided over the next four weeks during this whole series that she's going to provide some opportunities for us to get healthier in our emotions. And so starting this Thursday at 6 o'clock at the Ministry Center, we're going to have this group. And I hope many of you will take advantage of it. I mean, if I was honest enough to talk about some of the struggles that I've had and where I found help, you be honest with yourself. Because God never intended you to do this life on your own. So, this Thursday, 6 o'clock, at the Ministry Center, go check it out. Bring somebody with you. If you know someone who's struggling, we're hoping to fill the basement because we know many people are. And we want to give you tools to help you to deal with the thoughts, those toxic thoughts that come into your mind. So again, this Thursday... Six o'clock at the Ministry Center. Folks, over 2,000 years ago, God left heaven to come to earth, and he did so through the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus came as the flesh of God. 
And when he came, his number one thing was he wanted to erase, eradicate all sin, all the lies from the evil one that he would give, and finally, toxic thoughts. And he created uh, this ability for us to be able to do it. The problem is, is that you and I have an enemy. His name is Satan, who wants to continue to place these thoughts and to keep them there permanently. And here's just some of the toxic thoughts that you and I tend to live with. The first one is this. My past is so bad, I could never be forgiven. The next one is this. Everything bad always happens to me. Another one, I'm never going to overcome, I'm always going to be, and you can fill in the blank. The next one, I'm always going to be lonely, or the last one is, I don't have what it takes. And what happens is, is that you and I come and we think to ourselves, well, what I need to do is I just need to erase this. I need to erase this and What we find out pretty soon is that, oh my gosh, I did a stupid thing. I wrote this in permanent marker. And it must be that way. And I can't get this off no matter how hard I try. No matter what I do, I can't get it erased. Several years ago, uh, I did this to our whiteboard at the office. I got a permanent marker and I put it on there and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? And we paid money for it and we had all of this that was there and I'm like, it's not going to come off. Well, luckily someone came to my aid and they said, hey, you know what? Actually, the dry erase company knew that there would be idiots who would do. Why are you laughing? (laughs) Yeah, I'm the idiot. Okay, I get it. That they knew that there would be people that would use permanent marker on that. And so they created this little solution that you could spray on it. And it's all right. You know what I mean? You'll, you'll survive, I promise. That, that you spray this on there. And the problem is, is that for many of us, we have such a small little bottle of this erase spray that we think to ourselves, well, it can never get rid of all of that kind of permanent stuff that is in our mind. Well, this is what you need to know. That God doesn't have a small little dinky one like this. God has a big honking one like this. And this is what God does. He just starts spraying it and spraying it and spraying it. Wherever it is that we think, oh, it's permanent, it can't go away. He just keeps spraying and spraying and spraying and spraying and spraying and spraying until we finally decide, you know what, maybe I'll start to believe that it's not so permanent. And then God comes in and he wipes it clean. He gets rid of everything. And we're like, oh, but there are so many bad thoughts. Well, we'll get rid of that. Oh, I can get rid of that. Well, oh, no, there's a little bit more that's still there. 
and God says, oh, no, 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 I can get rid of that. And well, this is just so bad, I can't get rid of all these things. No, no, no. God says, yeah, I'll be able to do that. I'll get that cleaned up. No problem whatsoever. I'll get rid of whatever is that. And you're like, oh, but there's still more, Chris. I can't get rid of it. No, no. God says, you know what? Whatever those toxic thoughts are that you have in your brain, I'll get rid of it. And you're like, oh, but it still looks kind of nasty. Oh, I don't have what it takes. I'm going to be lonely all of my life. And God just says, no, 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 no. I'll get rid of this. Don't worry. You can't do it on your own, but I can do it for you. And he just keeps going on and on and on and on and on and on. And then you look at this and you're like, well, it's gone, but it looks messy. It's gone, but it looks messy. And this is what God does. He literally turns it around and he says, I'm going to give you a brand new clean slate. I'm giving you no toxic thoughts. Now today you're going to leave and you'll remember this illustration, but you won't have something to replace your toxic thoughts with. And in your program, and for those of you that are on the stream, there's a little place that you can push on the app that will give this to you. And this is what I want you to take and to remember. That with each toxic thought, God wants you to replace it with a scripture. So for example, maybe one of the first common toxic thoughts we have is, my past is so bad, I could never be forgiven. What do you do with that? You reject it. You say, no, no, and you replace it with this truth. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far my sin is removed. The second toxic thought, everything bad always happens to me. Everything bad always happens. No, it doesn't. Because you have a good God. Scripture says this, and I know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. A third toxic thought. I'm never going to overcome. I'm always going to be, and you fill in the blank. No, 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 no. We reject that. And this is the truth. I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb, by Jesus literally dying on the cross for me, for you, for everyone on the stream. I can overcome anything and by the words of my testimony. Next toxic thought. I'm always going to be lonely. No, you're not. How do I know that? You reject that because this is what scripture says. For God has said, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. Let us be bold then and say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. And one last toxic thought. I don't have what it takes. I don't have what it takes. Wrong. Reject that. Because you are able to do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And for some of you, this card right here is worth the price of admission. And if you didn't get one today, stop by in the lobby and get it, but place it somewhere so that when these thoughts come in your mind, you're able to replace them with God's truth. Folks, 
You are more than your thoughts. And you're not a hot mess. You're not. And you know what else you're not? You are not just a blank kind of board. Just a blank whiteboard that has no meaning or focus or direction to go. No, 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 no. You know who you are? This is who you are. You are God's child. That's who you are. And the number one thought that God wants you to have in your mind is this. No matter who I am or what's going on, I am God's child. Let's pray. Loving God, thank you so much for helping us to identify our toxic thoughts. Whether it's a negative thought or a fearful thought or a discontented thought or a kind of critical thought. That God, we reject those. We've identified them, but we reject them. And now we ask through the power of your Holy Spirit, God, we want to replace those with your truth. Maybe you're sitting there today or you're on the stream and the reality is toxic thoughts have been like soundtracks, like a playlist on your phone going over and over and over and over again. And you're like, I'm so tired of it. I want it to be gone. Chris, how can I do that? And I'm telling you, the first step is to recognize you are God's child and to call out to him. And so today, if you're like, you know what? I want those thoughts to be gone. I want to replace them with something else, but I can't do it on my own, Chris. I need God's help. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to do a bold thing. No one's looking around. The lights are off. No one can see you. But if today you're like, God, would you please replace these toxic thoughts with your truth? I'm going to invite you to just raise your hand. No one looking around. Just raise your hand. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for the courage of these people to say that they are in need of you. That they want you, God, to erase their toxic thoughts and for you to change their heart and their mind. Help them to identify whatever toxic thought it is that is consuming them. And God, help them to start seeing themselves in a fresh way as your child, your most treasured child. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can put your hand down. Now, maybe you're here for the first time or you were invited and someone came and connected you here and and you're like, you know what? I I don't want those toxic thoughts, but I don't know what to replace it with. I'm, I'm not so understanding about scripture. I want the one who can replace all of those. That, that Jesus that you said would be the solution to, to get rid of that and, and make me new and to remind me that I'm his child. That's what I need, Chris. And if that's you, if you're like, that's what I need, but Chris, I, I just don't think I'm good enough. None of us are. 
That's why Jesus went to a cross and he died to erase all of your sins, everything from your past, so that you might have abundant life, not just in this world, but also in the next, that you would have eternal life with him. And if today's your day where you're like, I want that erased from my life, all of my sin, everything from my past, I want it gone. I want to just be known as God's one and only child. You have the opportunity to do that. And so if today you're ready to say, God, I want you in my life. I need you in your life, my life. I need a second chance. I'm going to invite you in a prayer. And it's not a prayer that you pray by yourself, but it's one that we'll pray together. You won't be by yourself. Others will be praying with you. And I invite you to repeat this prayer after me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for my life. Erase all my toxic thoughts. Erase all my sins. Make me brand new. Jesus, I believe you died and rose again so I could live for you. Fill me with your spirit so I can follow you for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. Today I give it to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.